Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Do this together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your jackass wool dog who didn't hit record <laughs> earlier, sitting with my buddy, Kyle, the coach Duggan. You know, sometimes you just need to take two. We all need second chances. So we've already run through this half of the show once, oh, but here God. we are again. <laughs> well, oh, Jesus, I feel like the biggest sucker here, folks. I mean, there's a whole, I mean, I guess it was five minutes, but still there, there was an impassioned five minutes. <laughs> We had some gold try in there to that you guys will it. never know. You'll never know it. I'll try to bring it back, though. But, uh, hey, it's me and Kyle this week, folks. Kev, unfortunately, can't be with us. He is dealing with food poisoning. Yes, so we'll, we'll send a smooch his way. I don't know if he had a bad butter beer or if somebody cast a spell on him. Or spell what the backfired. Issue Something yeah. happened in, out in Florida in Universal Studios. <laughs> So he is down for the count. We're sending him T's and P's. Obviously, uh, we wish he could be here, but uh, we're going to pull through. We're going to keep we're going to keep it going and uh, see what there is to talk about. Obviously, folks, tons to talk about yeah. here. Um, and as always, we for the Friday episode, we've got a Craig experience and a bolt beat lined up. Uh, but let's start this off at the top. <laughs> Try to bring the same passion <laughs> that I had five minutes ago. But you got uh, this. Uh, so it dropped out that the, the pro bowl list came out and not happy, saw not okay. We're not happy. Yeah. Not happy. Just go ahead and read <laughs> through it before I'll hold my, my comments until after. All right, here we go. First of all, Derwin James, Khalil Mack in pro bowl. Love it. Absolutely deserve it. Makes sense. And then, but the, the, <laughs> that's where it ends. And that's where the fury starts because you've got running back Austin Eckler, first alternate, center Corey Lindsley, first alternate, quarterback Justin Herbert, second alternate, long snapper Josh Harris, second alternate, punter J.K. Scott, fourth alternate, and punt returner, kick returner, DeAndre Carter, fifth, fifth alternate. What are they smoking? Dude, I don't. No, Austin Eckler's too good to not be in the Pro Bowl. Like, it's yeah, just, they're like, he's too good. He's going to make everybody else look bad. Why would we want to win? It's just so irritating. Why don't you go ahead and tell us? We, we found the, who is actually on the AFC roster for running back. Right. Who's on there. Because that is the most egregious one, folks. It's running yeah. back Austin Eckler. Yeah. The guy has made such an impact. He is absolutely talented in multiple ways. And yet we see running backs, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry in the Pro Bowl. Blah, blah, blah. Same yeah. guys every year. It's just, yeah, 
It's like they they are great running backs. Like they no, run the yeah. ball well, but they're not as impactful and all around as Austin Eckler is. And yeah. that's just where it's a shame because there wasn't there a stat. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Maybe you can. He's like, he had more receiving touchdowns than Justin Jefferson and more rushing touch touchdowns. And so like, it was this crazy stat where he was like a better receiver than a top five receiver, a better like more, had more rush yards than somebody. It was like this crazy all around stat of the pure athlete. That is oh, Austin Eckler. I can, I can picture that tweet. I can't recall specifically who it was that tweeted it out, but yeah, it, it's the guy Look, if you're just looking at rush attempts versus rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, yeah, then I would understand why he's right. not in there. Right. But if that's like saying, I, I'm trying to think of like another comparison. That's like, that's like saying, you know, Derwin James doesn't get in because he doesn't have that many interceptions, right? Or he doesn't have that many tackles, or he doesn't have that many sacks. Just one. And you're like, but wait a minute. Like, there. if you're just yeah. looking at one element, then yeah. I get it. But the impact the player has, and I guess it falls on the on the fan base, which I truly don't get either. Chargers put out a killer video for Austin yeah. Eckler talking about all the reasons why he should be in the Pro Bowl, and and he doesn't. He gets as an alternate. So, God willing, it's not even a concern because we're going to be in Arizona. But yeah, it's not going to matter because <laughs> none of our guys are playing because we're going yes. to the Super Bowl. But it's just like they need a new category because. There's quarterback, running back, wide receiver. There's nothing, there's no other category that you can get voted to in the Pro yeah. Bowl. There needs to be like an athlete. Maybe you just take one a year or you take two and you drop out. Just add more players. Who cares how many people? I don't are know the why Pro they Bowl. wouldn't advertise total yards or total touchdowns. I like, know. why would you just say the rushing just, yards or the dude, rushing touchdowns? That's fine. The running backs can be Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry. The touchdown score, like the scorer, get a category that's just guy yeah. that scores touchdowns. <laughs> Top and scorer. that's Austin Eckler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's absolutely infuriating and baffling on multiple accounts, but it's it's out of our control. And again, God willing, we're in Arizona when it all goes down. Um all right, folks. Looking at the upcoming opponent this week, we are looking at the Indianapolis Colts, the team that just gave up the biggest. Uh, what was it? The biggest comeback in comeback, NFL yeah. history. Yeah. yeah, they were down. They were up thirty-three to zero. And Adam texts our group chat. He's like, "Guys, do you see what the Colts are doing to the?" Well, because it was right terrifying. You're like, "Jesus, is this <laughs> yeah. the Colts? This is the same team we're gonna play?" Yeah, but it was like the Vikings had just they had imploded in that first half. They had like a pick six. They had a blocked kick for a touchdown. They just could not do anything in that whole first half. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, just give everything up in the second half. Like, just then, gone. Yeah, dude, it's insane. Like, if you look at Kirk Cousins' stats on that game, he so, like, the Colts have, have throughout the year, have had an okay defense. They've been doing okay against the pass. They gave up 460 yards and four touchdowns God. to Kirk Cousins. And the majority of that coming in the second half. Right. So, it's like, they were absolutely shredded in that second half. The the vulnerability is there. You just got to get up there and start slinging the rock. Thank God we have Justin Herbert. And we could do it better than anyone <laughs> right. in the NFL. That's right. Because if you can't stop Kirk Cousins, the you like that? <laughs> yeah. if you can't stop that guy. You're gonna have trouble with Justin. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something that we have to look forward to. So, um, yeah, giving up that that big of a, a comeback is insane and enough to set the record. Um, yeah. And then throw in a couple of other 
interesting tidbits. It was tweeted out from Ian Rappaport uh, back on Wednesday that the Colts are starting Nick Foles at quarterback, benching <laughs> Matt Ryan. Oh, God, I hate playing backup quarterbacks. I just hate it. It's like, it's scary. It's scary. And I and believe me, I, I respect Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles is an underrated quarterback. I think he's done a lot of great things. Um, he's so, MVP of the Super Bowl, like five MVP years ago. of the freaking Super Bowl. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, you can't, you don't just get that from just showing up. Like, obviously, the guy's got some talent. But then Joel Erickson tweeted out, uh, Nick Foles acknowledged that he hasn't taken any snaps with the first team <laughs> offense at all and that he's been on scout team. So he hasn't taken many snaps in the Colts offense since training camp. So, oh, I mean, again, the guy's a veteran. Obviously, it's not his first rodeo. He knows yeah. how to play the game, uh, but <laughs> hasn't taken but, any snaps with dude, the first that, team. That playbook gets tiny. You, your options of what to pick, that yeah. gets real small with a guy that hasn't hasn't run anything all year, um, has no familiarity with the wide receivers. Because... For Matt, this is Matt Ryan's second time being benched. The first time they put in Sam Ellinger, which right, yeah. didn't go to plan either. So now they're just an absolute. And I guess that was under the previous coaching regime. Now Jeff Saturday is there, with right? Yeah, running the show, and it's like, all right, let's go with the guy that's been here for a, in the NFL for a long time, has won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like I know he's not a great quarterback, but there's an element of it that's like I don't like this. I like Matt Matt slow sit in the pocket, beat up Ryan that's just going to sit there and throw picks. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles, for some reason, that guy just, it's just, it's worrisome. He's won a Super Bowl. Like, he's had, he's, and I give, I understand, he didn't play the whole season. Carson Wentz took that team to the playoffs, and then Absolutely, he just kind yeah. of was handed it on the silver platter. But the guy can have a three-game stretch, unlike anybody, like, a, a all-time three-game stretch. Who's to say you can't bust that out against the Chargers? Absolutely. Um, I think it lines up for us to have a really fun, like defensive night. It should, especially the way we've been playing the last two weeks, and with Derwin James maybe coming back this week. Um, but at the same time, definitely scares me a little bit. It is. It's it's a wrinkle that we weren't expecting to see, and now that we've seen it, it's like, eh, uh, yeah. like it's, it's almost like, like am I excited? I don't know how to no. feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but something to keep an eye on, especially if you start seeing like a lot of mistakes happening with the Colts, like any miscommunications and stuff like that, you can chalk that up to Nick Foles not having taken any snaps with the first team offense at all. Um, and then this also came out, uh, ESPN tweeted out, uh, the Colts placed Jonathan Taylor on IR officially ending his season. Uh, Taylor feared to have a high ankle sprain, a team source told Adam Schefter. So their top running back, the guy who was neck and neck with Austin Eckler last year, as far as touchdowns is concerned, is now benched for the rest of the season. And I can't remember, are the Colts, are they mathematically eliminated from playoffs? Um, I'm not sure if they're fully eliminated as of okay. right now. They're they're four and nine in a really bad AFC South. So gotcha. I don't think they're I don't think there's any way of them getting to the wild card, but I think for because their division sucks so bad, I think a loss. <laughs> I think a loss on Monday puts them out. But okay. yeah, I mean they they they're going to be running with Zach Moss and Deion ja- Deion Jackson as their running backs this week. Right, right. They're they're just man. They are hurting. This is a that is a tough franchise right now. You give up the greatest comeback of all time in the NFL history, 
you bench your starting quarterback, you lose your all-star, all-pro running back, and you're going to face primetime game against a team, the, the Chargers, that's hot right now. Two games in a row where our defense has played lights out. You know that Herbert's pissed about his performance last Sunday and wants to come and and he's going to go primetime Herbo again and absolutely go off in Monday night. So this it's all it's all it's all fitting together too well for us right now, which <laughs> it starts to my Charger senses tingles start as a little yeah. bit as a fan because yeah. like I love being shamelessly positive, but when everything's going our way, it's like uh oh. <laughs> What? It's almost too good to be yeah, true. You're just like, good. something is waiting around the corner that's going to kick <laughs> yeah. me in the nuts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, here it comes. <laughs> just bear down, bite down. And... <laughs> um, yeah, it really does. It it has the making to be either just a blowout game for the Chargers, like just to come in and just smack the heck out of them, or for there to be some kind of a surprise, like, oh, God, like who saw this coming? Like, yeah mistake or something but i just i don't i don't see it going that way not with the way the chargers have been playing lately i just looked at their schedule and i for like they have four wins this year guess who three of them are against all afc Uh, west they beat our whole division so far oh really they beat the chiefs the broncos i remember them beating the chiefs yeah and the raiders they've they've beaten all that's three of their four wins is our division wow we got wow, wow, wow. to put an end to this. Yeah, we got to stop that right now. <laughs> um, yeah, who was the other team that they beat? Um, they beat, beat the, the Jags. And they beat the Jags, okay. Yeah, yeah lost the... It got blown out by the Jags week two, but then came back and won it a few weeks later. But the last wow. two weeks have been tough, man. Like, two weeks ago, they got beat 54 to 19 against the Cowboys. Yeah. And then they took that heartbreaking 33-point deficit, like, um, advantage and just blew it in the second half against the Vikings. Wow. It's a tough couple weeks. Tough couple weeks, and we'll see what happens on Monday night football for the Chargers. This is because they haven't had a Monday night football game, right? This is their Monday night game. Um, we we had one. We we played the Broncos. That's right. Okay. Yeah, we beat the Broncos. Second in Monday night football. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Boy, Chargers seem to be favored. Uh minus four point five. Yeah, That's four and a half points, yeah. That is uh God. We got to get this win. We got to get this win. Come on. I mean, it, the other two games, I mean, it's interesting when you think about it. Like the other two games, you're talking about two teams with winning records. You're like, the, we got to win these games if we yeah. even have a shot. Right. And now it's like, okay, well, we got to win this right, game right, right, if yeah. we want to feel like any sort of confidence going into the playoffs. So yeah. um, we got it. We'll we're see, gonna, we'll we're see gonna, what happens. We're going to take care of business. It's going to be a yeah. fun game. Um, and th- I mean, to see the support that we're going to have looking over at the injury report here, uh, the big news obviously is Derwin James. He's there. He's practicing. That was tweeted by Eric Smith, uh, in some capacity for the chargers. Uh, but still no word about Joey Bosa. So just be, be prepared hold, for that. Hold your it's horses. Not, just hold it's on to be, him. It's hold be your Christ- Colts. It's going to be a Christmas present. <laughs> it's going to give us, uh, you know, on Christmas Eve, you open up one gift. Or some people do that. Oh, I think yeah, Joe, yeah. Joey's just waiting to be our Christmas Eve gift. He's going to announce on that. Saturday, popped off the IR, ready to rock and roll, getting on the plane. You, we see him in, in all, on all the Chargers social media with him right. like getting on the plane and getting out of the locker room. Yeah. Uh, please, Joey, please. Come on, Joey. Do it for it. We've been good this year. Come so on. Good. <laughs> um, but looking at the rest of the injury report, uh, the one... 
player that's on, again, kind of a short list this week uh, that didn't practice is Kamon Hall, which we knew. We heard about his hamstring injury and that he's going to be out weeks, not days. So understandable for him not to be practicing. But everybody else either got limited or full practice in uh, Bryce Callahan, limited practice, Derwin James, limited practice, Sebastian Joseph Day, limited practice, and then Trey Pipkins, Chris Rumpf, and Jamari Sollier, all full practices. Come on. This is one of the best injury reports that we've ever had. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I, I get that these can be trapped. We've got some p- potential trap games coming up here, but the this team is ready to play. Like The, o- the only guy that didn't practice is a guy that wasn't even on our active roster a couple weeks ago. You know? Like, exactly. Yeah. Injury report is looking nice, so it's 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 nothing but confidence here at the Charger chat for what's going down on Monday. <laughs> That's right. Um, and if you want nothing but laughs, you can come on over to our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash Charger chat. Check out all the funny videos we've got over there, all the yuck yucks, and be prepared for all the fun stuff that we've got planned for the future. Uh, and if you're not interested in going to patreon.com slash Charger chat, you can just go on over to chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we've got over there, t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chat tiers in the member section and ask questions and ask both fam. So go check out chargerchat.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. All right. Well, it is time to go on to the next segment. You know him. Dadgummit, you better love him. It's the Craig experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. Oh. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. You're far too kind. I appreciate you guys for joining me on uh, this newest installment. I'm your guy, Craig in Texas. And again, welcome to the newest edition of the Craig 
God. Experience. Let's rock. Yo, I'm just going to come out and say it. We as Chargers fans deserve to feel good right now. It's more than just the 8-6 record. It's more than just sitting in prime position to watch our team make a run into the playoffs. It's everything we've had to put up with this year. Aside from all the offseason hype, we understand why that existed. You could argue the team had one of the most talented rosters, I mean, when healthy, of course, of any squad in the NFL. We dealt with the injuries, the weird coaching decisions, whether that be from our head coach, offensive coordinator, even the personnel decisions. It's been wonky, to say the least. Watch this team lose games we feel like they should have won, which is not something that's completely out of the norm for the Chargers. If you've been a fan of this team for any real length of time, you know that that's kind of a thing. We've weathered all of those storms and have gotten to a point now where, again, been here before, the Chargers handle their business for the remainder of the season. You're looking at a really good record. As a matter of fact, I think my preseason prediction for the team was 11 and 6, if I'm not mistaken. And there's a very real chance that could happen. Now, no way did I expect that it would happen the way that it has, but I guess and eh, the results are the results, so you can't argue with them. They still have to finish up, so let me not talk in absolutes because Chargers got to handle their business. But man, I tell you what, sorry, lips a little dry. Pardon. It feels dope. I mean, we shouldn't all just take a collective sigh of relief at this point, but just based off what you've seen the last few weeks, let's be honest, you gotta feel a little bit more confident. The defensive step defense has stepped up against two teams above 500, one that had a very explosive offense that they essentially shut completely down. And then there was the Titans, who were, of course, a very banged up team. But in the, the day, Chargers still got it done. It's super encouraging to me because now we've seen some changes that we didn't necessarily see earlier in the season, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, where game planning seems to be tailored directly to the opponent. Now, who would have thought that that was a great way to manage a football team and potentially could lead to some success? Novel concept. But man, above all else, we have to be really, really proud of the fact that our guy, number 10, Mr. J. Herbo, has helped to get us, really carry us to this point. Now, has he had the best year statistically? Well, you can look at his TD to interception ratio, which is still very good, but as far as the number of touchdowns he's thrown, um, it's a little on the lower side if we look at where he was at this point last year, but you can understand it. I mean, when you're without the majority of your offensive weapons for the better part of an entire season and only recently getting them back within like the last, uh, for the last four to five games, then it's understandable. And who's to say he won't go nuclear in these last three and put up some really gaudy stats to uh, finish the season off? I mean, he's still second in the league in passing, having been down all these weapons. You know that without a quarterback, the pedigree of the one that we have, team probably isn't in the position that it's in right now. I'm not going to go off on Joe Lombardi. Y'all all know how I feel about him. And you guys watch the games too, so you understand that 
Ten still isn't being utilized to his uh, best abilities. Hopefully that changes here at the end stretch of the year. And if it doesn't, I think things will probably be different going into next year. Hopefully. Because uh, there definitely will need to be some change there. But again, positivity only. Just speaking to what I enjoyed the most about last week's game. I mean, it didn't continue throughout, but early on, I really enjoyed the balance of it. The run game was a pivotal part of that opening drive. We've seen it now. The opening drives look vastly different than those that uh, kind of encompass the remainder of the games. But if we could just find a way to utilize those tactics throughout the game, hell, just for like two and a half quarters as opposed to just one, and not put 10 in a position where he has to be a miracle worker at the end of a game to save it, I'd be happy with that. Man, I just want to see a consistent running game. Keep banging the table for it, and we may not get it. It just may not be the way, but it can work, especially if you don't give up on it. And they did utilize some more power schemes last week, which is really, really awesome to see. Um, it's not something that they've leaned on very much since the Browns game, which feels like forever ago. Wasn't that like week five? Which also would have been the last time we scored a touchdown in the third quarter. I could be getting my weeks mixed up, but still, I know that the power run game was more so a part of the Browns game plan and hasn't really been such since. So to see it pop up last week was encouraging. Uh, moving on into this Colts game. This is one of those joints that I feel like could be a trap game. Uh, you got Nick Foles, who was on the practice squad behind Sam Ellinger and um, Matt Ryan. Poor Matt Ryan. A part of another all-time collapse. The biggest comeback in NFL history. You had your Falcons 28-3 game, and now 33-0. Dude can't catch a break. Uh, I think I came up with the nickname for uh, Matty Ice. No longer Matty Ice. Now he's Calm Denom, as in the common denominator. Uh, each time these type of situations have taken place, he's been the QB, and uh, I can't find any other ties. So you're it, Matt. Sorry, man. Hate it had to be you. Good guy, though. Anyway, not our problem. Rolling into this game, we get to uh, see a familiar face. Mr. Cover 3 himself, Gus Bradley. I'm really, really curious to see the offensive game plan here. Because technically, what the Cover 3 does should somewhat play into what Joe Lombardi likes to do with some of his intermediate concepts, the stick routes, things of that nature. It could be effective. Just depends on how shallow of a cover three uh, or whatever adjustments gut. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did I just say adjustments and Gus Bradley? Never mind. It'll be fine. I would just love to see the running game get going here because you know what Gus likes to do. It's bend, don't break. And so we'll be looking at situations where we're asking Justin to kind of matriculate the ball down the field a little bit. A lot of short game stuff, quick stuff, more intermediate routes, just more of the same. But in this type of game, it makes sense. Still really want to see the running game be a huge part of things, though. I don't want to get ahead of myself because we know how that normally comes back to bite us in the butt. But I feel good about this week as well. There's no reason why the Chargers shouldn't win this game. And um, 
you're looking at a Colts team that is now without its number one offensive threat, Jonathan Taylor, and the ball just keep seeming to fall in the Chargers court here in these uh, last few weeks with teams having key injuries. And now, as opposed to the Chargers suffering from injuries of their own to keep uh, players on their team, you're finding opponents that are dealing with it. And sorry, not sorry. I don't feel bad for you guys at all. We've been dealing with this crap all year long. It's your turn. So apparently, you know, we dealt with all of ours at the front end. Seemed like game after game, we were losing a huge part of either the offensive defense. And uh, now, seems like, again, it's our turn to reap the rewards and other teams to deal with the consequences. I am very confident in Chargers pulling off this game. And like I said before, and yes, uh, Kev, I am on the train with you uh, when we're talking about being superstitious now. This is going to be my third week not giving a score prediction. In the last two, we've won. So not going to do it this time either. Not going to broke. I'm not going to uh, fix what ain't broken. Um, so just continue to roll with it until something changes. Maybe we'll ride this thing all the way to Lombardi. Who knows? We'll see. But you guys, that is how I feel about this week. And moving forward, I like our prospects. And uh yeah, be happy. There's a lot to feel good about with this team right now. The direction is going in, uh, the changes that have been made. It seems like the trajectory is uh, a good one. I just staying even kill, not getting too far ahead of myself. But by the same token, uh, I'm looking forward to some good things here, as should you. So, uh, until the next one, you know who it's been, Mr. Bull Gang, or Do Not Bang, a.k.a. T-O-P underscore F-L-Y-T-3 over on Twitter. And, uh, yo, till the next time, y'all, take it easy, stay bolted up, stay encouraged, and uh, let's ride this thing out into the playoffs, man. Uh, one game at a time, though, as I keep saying. One game at a time. Be nice if we can get a two score win this week, too. But I digress. Uh, until the next one. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, there you go, folks. Another kick ass Craig experience. Craig, Thanks, Craig, thank you so much uh, for giving us another awesome experience. Uh, love, love hearing your takes, man. I mean, especially fun after wins. Especially fun after wins, man. Like that is just, it's just fun. Yeah. It's just fun. Buckle up for another <laughs> one next week, Craig. There you go. Yeah. Get it locked and loaded, buddy. Um, all right, well, let's move it on to the next segment. It is Bolt Beat with our old pal, Jason Reed. Welcome back to another edition of The Bolt Beat. As always, I am your host, acting editor over at BoltBeat.com. Jason Reed, you can go check us out at BoltBeat.com, over on Twitter at BB underscore Chargers, or you can follow my personal Twitter at Eat Your Reedies, like Eat Your Wheaties, but Reedies because of my last name. Um, usually during these monologues, I have something to kind of touch on that I was thinking about during the week that I was letting fester something along those lines, but I'm not sure if there's really much to touch on that. The charger chat guys didn't already touch on that. Most of chargers, Twitter, other podcasts have touched on, um, you know, the chargers are in a great spot right now. They're eight and six. They're the sixth seed in the AFC. There's potential for them to even jump to the fifth seed with everything going on with Baltimore. They have the easiest remaining schedule in the league. They got the Colts. They got the Rams. They got the Broncos. Um, you know, this is a complete 180 
from two weeks ago when the Chargers lost to the Raiders and they were six and six. And we were looking at this Miami and Tennessee game. And I think I said on this, on this podcast, on this segment, that if they can go one and one, they would be in good shape. If they can go two and oh, they'd be in excellent shape. They went two and oh. Everything, almost everything they needed to happen happened. Um, and suddenly they're in a great spot where they have an 80% chance to make the playoffs. They can clinch this week. Now, when this podcast goes up, we'll know whether or not because the Jets have to lose or tie on Thursday night football. Um, I'm recording this before the game. But even if they don't clinch this week, a win gives them a 97% chance of making the playoffs per the New York Times. So they're in a great, great spot. And I just think the only takeaway you can have is, yes, you know, there were some offensive flaws against the Titans and it didn't look great. Some bad play and calling. I agree, but there was also two kind of fluky interceptions. One of which being an amazing reception. We see once a decade interception, excuse me. And the other being a rare Justin Herbert mistake where he threw it late over the middle. And it was a miscommunication with Mike Williams, you know, where he was sitting in the zone and whatnot. Um, you know, yeah, those things happen. Yeah. This team's not perfect, but expecting any team to be perfect is flawed anyways, because every team's flawed. But the only takeaway you can have after all of this is Brandon Staley's probably a pretty good head coach or at least pretty decent, or at the very least, not fireable. Um, and I think it's just a reminder. Again, this isn't, I'm not really saying anything new here. I just wanted to take the time to touch on it, that we probably shouldn't call for a head coach's job 10 weeks into the season when the team is what, five and five, six and four, whatever the Chargers were through 10 weeks. Um, you know, especially when he was one game for making the playoffs last year, one win at the end of the season, everything that's gone on this season with injuries and everything else. I know people want to say injuries aren't an excuse when they want to blame the head coach. But if you liked the head coach, you'd be blaming the injuries. Like, it's just, it's funny how that works. But this has been the most injured team in the league. You know, Justin Herbert didn't get his three receivers for 12 weeks together. You know, um, he fr fractured rib cartilage. And I think he was a lot more hurt than he was leading on. Because um, you watch some of those that week three, week four, week five, Herbert, like he wasn't the same. Um, all the injuries on both sides of the ball, everything going on, a pretty tough schedule, all things considered, leading up to now. And yet the Chargers hung around. Yeah, they didn't really have a definitive win before these last two weeks. And yeah, I've argued before that you could have changed three or four things on each game, not each three or four things from each game, but you could change one thing from three or four games and the Chargers could have been like two and 10 after 12 weeks. All that being said, winning in the NFL is really hard to do and the Chargers have found a way to win. All the good teams you could say change this and they lose. That's what good teams do. They win games. Look at the Chiefs this last week. Extremely ugly game against the Texans. Goes to overtime. They find a way to win. That's what good teams do. And Brandon Staley's Chargers have done that despite the deck being stacked against them. So, you know, I never, even when I was, I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here to point the fingers and say you were wrong. I'm here to point the finger and say we were all wrong. Um, I never thought he'd get fired, but I definitely was leading the charge of like, hey, maybe this guy isn't as good as we thought last year. And there are still are some flaws. This is not to say these two wins take away from the flaws and some of the roster building and some of the other decisions that have been made. But at the end of the day, Staley is a lot better than a lot of fans have given him credit for all season. Now he's got to get the job done. He's got three easy games. The, the table is set for them to run the table. I think they're honestly going to win the next two and rest their starters in week 18. That's something I predicted before the Titans game over on Um but the table is set. Now, if they miss the playoffs with everything that's happened the last two weeks and these three opponents next up, the conversation changes. It changes again. That's the nature of, you know, the football season. But I don't think declaring for him to be fired, like saying like he definitely should be fired now. A lot of fans, a lot of fans on Twitter were telling me, yeah, fire Staley now. It was like week seven, whatever it was. Fire him now. Why are you not, you know, why are we letting him play it out? Blah, blah, blah. And my main argument the whole time was, 
If you fire Brandon Staley in week seven, you're punting on the season. He has his fingertips all over everything. You don't fire a head coach mid-season and then make some like amazing run. Yeah, Rich Passaccia did it last year, but he was also the assistant head coach and there was extra circumstances to that. With this daily situation, if they fired, would have fired him. It would have been punting on the season. We wouldn't have had a chance to make the playoffs. And now, you know, those fans back then were saying we didn't have a chance anyways. And now look at the Chargers. So just a reminder, like, yeah, we can change the conversation throughout the course of the season and critique someone, but calling from them to be outright fired and then, you know, yearning over Sean Payton, who the Chargers would have to trade for, pay a lot of money for and give roster control to. It's just, it, it never made a lot of sense. And that part of it, at least. And, you know, so big respect to Brandon Staley. I think we all owe him an apology, quite frankly. Brandon Staley, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you know. Um, there were people in the first half of that Cardinals game that were calling for him to be fired. And everything since then, besides an ugly Raiders game, has been great. So um, heading into this Colts matchup, you know, everything is aligned. You know, Jonathan Taylor's hurt. He's out for the year. So they're kind of number one weapon to beat the Chargers is gone. Um, Nick Foles is under center, which I know some people are like worried about because the Nick Foles magic. Look, I'm not scared of Nick Foles. He's not a very good quarterback. And historically, he's actually struggled against Brandon Staley and Brandon Staley type defenses. I have this up right now on my computer. Um, Foles has started three games against either a Brandon Staley defense or a Vic Bangio defense who Staley learned from. That was his mentor. In those three games, his completion percentage is 55.5%. He's averaging 218 yards a game. He has zero passing and uh, touchdowns with five interceptions. So historically, he has been Absolutely terrible against this defensive scheme. Um, so I'm not too worried about Nick Foles. I mean, if he burns the Chargers, he burns the Chargers. But historically, you know, history's on our side. Um, so, you know, it, it's all the stars are aligning. It's indoors. The weather is going to be play a huge role in the NFL this weekend, Christmas weekend. And the Chargers aren't going to have to deal with it. Like, there's just a lot aligning for the Chargers. Derwin James returned to practice today, Thursday, the day I'm recording this. So there, there's a lot of great things, you know. So my betting picks... Prop wise, I don't really have a lot. You know, the props aren't up yet and it's kind of hard to predict what the lines are going to be at. And with this matchup in particular, I don't really have a feel for it like I do other games. Um, I feel like this in terms of props, that is like could go a lot of different ways. Instead, I think this is something where you just hammer the traditional lines right now on FanDuel Sportsbook. The Chargers are four and a half point favorites and the over under is at 45 and a half points. Um, I'm hammering the Chargers minus four and a half. Um, yeah, it's in quote the Vegas zone. And if the Colts could have a backdoor cover, lose by four, whatever. I like the Chargers to cover and win by at least a touchdown. I could see this being a game where they're up. I, I think I predicted on Bullby they'd be up 16 and the Colts would get a touchdown, but not convert the two-point conversion and lose by 10. Um, you know, some weird prediction like that, just trying to be a little bit different with the final score. But I would take Chargers minus four and a half. And I actually kind of like the under 45 and a half. Um, Arjun over at the, I probably mispronounced your name, my man. I'm sorry. Over guilty as charged. He had a great graph about, um, you know, uh, quarterbacks EPA versus different coverages and how Justin Herbert historically hasn't been the best against cover three in his career. And Gus Bradley old chargers, defensive coordinator loves calling cover three. That's all he really calls. Um, so we might not see the same explosive Herbert game that we're used to. We might see more of a maintained long drives, um, maybe more of the running game even. Um, so the chargers might not have this big offensive explosion. And then on the other side, the defense has been playing really well since the bye week and, you know, Nick Foles historically struggles against this defensive scheme. So I really like the under 45 and a half. I would take under team, uh, totals for both teams, um, under passing yards for Nick Foles. If you're going to do props, I would just fade Nick Foles as much as you can. There might be some, uh, you know, added boosts, I should say to his lines because people love Nick Foles and people are going to be hammering the over cause it's Nick Foles time. 
I would hammer hammer the under on just about everything except interceptions, which I would hammer the over on. Um, so that's Chargers minus four and a half, under forty five and a half. Um, just ride against Nick Foles and the props. That'd be my best advice. Um, and in terms of final score, like I said, I think I predicted it would be uh, 26-16, which is still a pretty high scoring game for the Chargers. Um, you know, that's not a low scoring game. So 26-16, that'd be 42 total points. The Chargers would cover four and a half and Nick Foles would probably throw two picks in there. So uh, bet the Nick Foles interception prop. And if the Chargers can get this done, they're in a great chance. They're in a great spot, I should say. You know, got a Rams game next week, New Year's Day. SoFi Stadium, um, probably going to be out there, uh, me and my buddy. So hope to see you guys there. Uh, go down to Thunder Alley, you know, have some fun. We don't know what time the game is going to be at this point because it's on prime time, but they might flex it, but they have the ability to wait to flex it. I personally think they might flex Patriots, Dolphins, but who knows if the Patriots get blown out this weekend, then maybe that's not going to happen. So um, until next week, I hope next week we could talk about how the Chargers already clinched the playoffs and everything went as planned. But if not, you know, we'll be talking about this Rams game and, you know, what it could mean, potentially even jumping up to a fifth seed. So uh, that's all I got for you guys this week. Merry Christmas to all those who celebrate. Um, let's get back to the Charger Shack, guys. Well, there you go, folks. Another awesome, bold beat from Mr. Jason Reed. Thank you, sir, uh, for giving us another great insight. I mean, the guy is, if you guys aren't following uh, Bolt Beat on Twitter, you are missing out. The guy tweets up a storm and really has a lot of good insights, a lot of good points that he makes. Um, you know, for better or for worse, he, he tells it how it is. And we love having him here on the Charger Chat podcast. So, Jason, thank you again yeah, for another kick ass bolt beat. And now, folks, uh, that's pretty much going to do it for this episode. But before we go, we have to make some bolt predictions. Yeah. Normally, I would give it to Kyle here first, but I want us to first give it to Kev, who tweet he texted us here just last second to get probably his bolt prediction sitting in. Sitting on the his porcelain throne. <laughs> yeah. He probably had his, his cheek on the on the toilet. He's <laughs> yeah. holding his phone up and he's messaging it as yeah. he's writing it. But uh Kevin's bolt prediction. Pretty big blowout. 41 pretty, to 9. <laughs> pretty aggressive there, Kev. <laughs> 41 to 9 Chargers. And Herbert. The, I and I don't know if I understand this part of it. He says Herbert four touchdowns with all the Pro Bowl disrespect. He gets three touchdowns. Is that Eckler? Eckler gets three touchdowns. Oh, Herbert gets four, and Eckler gets three <laughs> with three of them. Yeah, like that would be pretty maybe? wild. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Three touchdowns for Eckler. Well, That'd we saw sick. that in what was it week three week four that he came oh in, yeah he like, busted out finally yeah he had like three touchdowns in the game so that's not out of the realm of possibility so not as psychotic as the 41 nine call but <laughs> i'll double down on that and i'll go with my usual 45 to 10 because that's my go-to now I like and i'm it. going yes. i'm going back to the fahoko sack dance prediction because i just got to get it we got to have it come on it dude. has to happen especially now with uh uh the talk of who who i can't remember oh gaziano with gaziano yeah, going gaziano, down yeah Fahoko is going to be in a lot of snaps, and I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him to get back there and get Matt Ryan. So time. please, 2022, we're almost out of it, Fahoko. I it's want time. a sack dance, please. Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> also, he did a fun um, video on YouTube with Chris Rump building gingerbread houses. Hilarious. I saw that it's there. I haven't watched it yet. Is it yeah, good? It's good. It's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It looks right up our alley. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, bold prediction from me. I'm going to go... Um, because again, I just, this really should be, I know I want it to be a blowout game. I know we don't always get what we want, but I want this to be a blowout game as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say 38, six, 38 to six. Let's 
freaking go. Yeah, I'm going to say 38-6, and I'm going to say, you know, this guy has been playing so well for us lately, um, especially after we lost J.C. Jackson. I think Mike Davis is due for an interception, and in fact, sure. not just an interception, pick six. Ooh, pick six, Mike Davis. Touchdown defense. I like it. Yeah, this guy's due. Vato, get it done. Make it happen. Um, all right, Love folks, it. there you go. Bolt predictions in the books. And that's going to do it for this. Another short episode of charge a chat. We like it short and sweet here sometimes. And that is a okay, especially for the Friday episode. So, and especially uh, when we got to record it twice and we got to do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget myself for that. Um, all right. Don't forget to bolt up folks. Cause we're ready for any squad, any place. You restarted your outro and I almost forgot what I had to say because Kevin wasn't before me. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.